At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy a great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. Welcome to the debut episode of Season 3 of Captain's Corner. We're presented this year by Jag One Physical Therapy. And we've got four new football captains joining me. I'm Mike Kowalski for the 2021 season as the Lions get ready to play Maris this weekend. So I'm just going to introduce them from my left to right, which you can't see because it's a podcast. But uh, we have Justin Woodley, Ben Mathismeyer, Stu Nublat, and Ty Lenhart. Welcome, guys. How you doing? Fantastic. Thanks for having us. Good. Glad to be here. So I'll open it up to anybody who wants to start, but I guess, you know, what's it been like coming back and getting back into the grind of uh, camp and now starting classes uh, last week? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just been great to have everyone back on, on campus and at the facilities. It, it feels normal again. I think that's the, that's the biggest part. And just being around the guys has been great. We had a lot of guys here this summer and just transitioning into, into camp, and now, now the game being five days away, I think we're just, we're just ready to go as, as a team and a unit and ready to, ready to play Maris. I mean, walking, walking here, it just felt real just seeing everybody walking around campus and knowing the school's back. Everybody's here in person. just kind of gives you that real feel. I mean, we've, we've been here a few months during the summer, like Ben said, but just to see everybody back at school and being in classes, it's, it's real, like it's here. Yeah, everyone's just been so excited to be back since the summer. Everyone just, like, it got taken away from us football and being here on campus, so everyone's been really excited and just happy to be around the team and be back to doing what we want to do. You know, and also I think just being in camp when everyone kind of got back, when everyone moved in, felt kind of weird. So the first couple of days of actually being, you know, regular student, seeing everyone around campus has been great. I guess what's been the biggest, you know, is there any differences in camp this year from years past with having the year off? Yeah, freshman got it easy this year, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, no, I mean, camp camp was pretty much the same. If anything, it may have been a little bit longer because we didn't start school right after Labor Day. We started Thursday, really started the day for me, yeah. being an old guy in classes. But, um, no, camp, camp's been good. It's been pretty much the same format. Just getting everyone's legs back under us. I mean, we hadn't played football in 700-plus days, so just getting back out there and you can do as many weights and running as you want but you can't simulate football by doing anything else but football so yeah there might have been a little more rust than usual because of how big of a break we had but everything else was normal food was great as always <laughs> food is great generally makes it a little bit easier too when you haven't played in over a year and a half so i think a lot of guys you know that little itch to get back made camp a little bit more manageable than it has been in past years yeah and it was crazy i mean we had two classes who really haven't experienced camp so it was kind of like we had what 60 new freshmen I guess you'd say so just kind of bringing them and doing all you know we do different things kind of traditions so it's kind of fun to have them all included but it was crazy because there was like 60 of them so 
interesting dynamic. And, the, and then the game week will be a little bit different, too, with the JV schedule now, too. Mm-hmm. The young guys actually getting some playing time in, in the first four weeks, I think. So the dynamic will be a little bit different week one, but for the most part, it's still the same operation on the varsity schedule. <laughs> Make a brilliant move to Vanderwater, luxury condominium residences in Morningside Heists. Discover an elevated approach to city living, a modern homage to old world elegance, breathtaking views of the Hudson River, Columbia University, and Riverside Church. Visit thevandewater.com today for more information. That's T-H-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. Let's go back to the meal because that's a, a very popular portion of podcasting. So, Stu, what's, what's been the best meal so far that you've had in preseason? One of the best meals they gave us night one, they gave us some chicken parm. Clean Eats came in and gave it to us, and then it was such a fan favorite. They actually brought it back the other day, but it was for lunch when we had practice in a couple hours. So I had to restrain myself a little bit before practice. Camp, camp food is controversial. Like if you asked half the team, they'd probably say they don't like it, and then if you asked half the team, they'd probably say they love it. The best food's free food, so I, I, lo- I, lo- I love camp food. Yeah. Lunch sometimes can't get repetitive. Mm-hmm. We will put that one out there, <laughs> no doubt, for the people listening. Um, but on the most part, Taco Tuesday is probably my favorite, which didn't get done as much this year. I will say we had it but one day, and that was when we had the night practice. Right, exactly. Yeah. And nobody like it was devastating. I mean, we I probably had like one taco, two tacos. <laughs> I wanted to pound like six of them. I mean, yeah, I think I want Chipotle bowl. <laughs> The real shame of camp this year, obviously, though, was no Boston Market for snack. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, it's a big loss to the team. Big fan favorite, so and know, no ice cream. Devastating bar. loss this year, but I think we'll bring it back next year. The snack is a team favorite, hundred oh, yeah. percent team favorite. Whether it's Papa John's, God's work in Chick Fil A, or <laughs> Shake Shack. Nice. All the all the local New York City eats, uh, the the chains and everything, and clean eats helping you guys out. Um, going back to football, we'll, we'll go back to food, I'm sure, at some yeah. point, especially when we get guests on, more O-linemen and stuff like that. <laughs> Who are some big surprises for you guys in camp? Anybody stick out from, you know, we have some different positions here or something you noticed uh, from going up against these guys these last few weeks? You know, I think a lot of young guys stepped up. You know, I think uh, at least my expectation was a lot of the freshmen, sophomores, guys who haven't been, you know, especially some of those sophomores who maybe had to take the year off going straight from high school football and then having to take a year off and come in and play Division One football. I don't think my expectations were that high for a lot of them, but I think a lot of them came in and exceeded expectations. You know, I think we're going to have a lot more of those uh, sophomores and freshmen, especially on the special teams units, helping us out this year when I think a lot of us older guys thought that it was going to be tough for them to come in, but they've came in, established themselves, you know, immediately bought into the culture, and I think that they've, uh, they've done an excellent job. I think there are a lot of guys, too, who just did a great job of taking their game to the next level even when we weren't here. Um, I would say there's been a good amount of guys on the offensive and defensive line who I've seen. I would say Mitch Moyer has been a really good example of someone who came in just almost as a new player than when he left. So he took strides in the offseason. David Sawyer, Connor Collins both made a lot of strides as well. So I just think those are guys who were able to take their game to the next level without even being here, which was very impressive. Yeah, and I, a lot of skill positions on the offense, you know, like receivers, running backs, sophomores coming in, you know, learning the playbook. A lot of them came this summer, which helped them a lot. But, you know, guys like Tyson and uh, Wills Meyer just coming in and knowing the offense and just kind of executing and doing their thing. When it's kind of tough because you have what, I mean, no experience playing college football, you're coming into something that you really don't know what's ahead. And, they came this summer, did their work, knew the playbook, and came into camp ready to roll. So that was awesome to see. 
Yeah, I mean, on the, on the defense side of the ball, there'll probably be two sophomores that'll be impact players, Seth Parker and, and Courtney Brown. So those two guys stepping up for us and filling needs that needed to be filled are, are going to be really important and crucial for us going forward this season. I want to kind of do some role reversal. The defense kind of preview the offense. What have you seen out of them? And we'll go back to the offense and to see what you've seen from them. So we'll do things a little bit backwards and see how that goes. Uh, okay, well, we'll start. Uh, I mean, from the offense this year, I think the big thing has been tempo. You know, I think that we've really been stressing tempo, stressing running more plays, getting to the ball faster, right, really executing. And then once we do execute, getting back on the ball, not celebrating, getting lined up and really ready to go again. You know, I think in past years, you know, I think we would all agree that we played a little too slow, left a little too much out there. But we're trying to try to speed up this year, try to get people moving, cause more mistakes on the defensive end, which uh, can be pretty difficult to play against. You know, we have this little banshee period that we call where it's pretty much all hurry up. Uh, and I can tell you as a defensive player, we absolutely hate it. You know, just six plays in a row, we're running them in under like 45 seconds. So it's pretty brutal on us, but I think it's going to have a big impact on our offense this year. Yeah, I would say also, I think coming in here when we were freshmen, me and Woodley being a class above Tynes too, the big question mark was who's going to play running back. Well, now we have three running backs that could have probably started when we were freshmen. So just being deeper at that position, I think, is also a big one. And then besides that, I, we had an inter-squad scrimmage last Wednesday and they went 13 yards I mean 13 plays 80 yards on us and it was practically the same run play on us the entire time so just to see the physicality that they're bringing up front with the running game and then also throwing in some pass game on top of that I think it's more well-rounded and they're moving at a quicker pace than they were previously so we like what we're seeing out the offense so yeah I'd say for the defense I mean it's fun it's so fun to scrimmage them during camp because they're so good you know you don't you know, we come back to the offensive meetings and stuff, and we're like, gosh, like, they're killing us. And then you have to, like, realize, okay, these guys, like, this, there's a really good defense that we're going up against. So just to play against them every day, they're, they're sculpting us and making us a lot better. And they got some new stuff. I don't want to say too much because <laughs> I don't know who's listening to this podcast, but they got some stuff for certain downs that they threw at us during camp that uh, was pretty crazy. But it was really good to see, you know, guys all over the place, different blitzes, all this different stuff. So – I mean, they're they're putting in new stuff, and uh, it's going to be fun to see them go up against a different opponent and not us. Yeah, our defense is tough. I mean, they're fast, and they throw a lot at us. Uh, I don't think I'm going out on too far of our limb when I say our linebacker room is one of the best rooms on the team. I wouldn't tell Woodley that during practice, <laughs> but uh, it's definitely one of the deepest rooms in the team. Um, and then up front, I think we're very physical. We have Paul and uh, Cam coming off the edges, and they're very good. And so I think we have a very solid defense, well-rounded, and they'll throw a lot, uh, a lot at you. Yeah, and, and they, the depth is crazy. Like, the ones, the twos, like, don't really see much of a difference. You know, guys, they're all ready to play. They have, like, three guys at each position ready to roll, so they're going to be really good. Let's shift a little bit to this week's opponent, Marist. Uh, we've seen them a few times. What's it like kind of transitioning from camp practice schedule to kind of game week and starting your scouting plans and your preparations for them? I mean, as players, it's always fun getting out of the grind of camp, you know, finally having another opponent we can focus on. It's a little bit weirder this year, you know. It's the first time we're playing an opponent who's also playing in their first game due to their COVID-canceled game and then a bye week they had. So it's a little bit different coming off of this year, but I think it's fantastic for us. You know, we had a good camp, but we're all excited now to finally be able to prep for someone else, you know, go through that week of prep, get ready, scout team and all that stuff, finally seeing what they see, you know, and then just getting excited to come out and play on Saturday. I mean, there's nothing like game week preparation and football definitely for me and Woodley and, and these two guys because we're all big football guys here is like one of my favorite parts about football preparing for a team um, it's a little bit different right because we don't have film on them um, but 
you know, using what we've seen two years ago. They had the same offensive coordinator from a defensive standpoint and taking what we can and, you know, play what are what works for us um, on the defensive side of things. I mean, we're just looking forward to, to really suit up against another team. I mean, it's been since Cornell. I mean, I don't even know how long. I don't want to count. But so I think we're just we're just ready to go out there and play a team in a different uniform. I mean, yeah, I feel like there's not much, like everyone's just ready to go. It's one, what we've been working for all camp. So this is the first week everyone's excited, ready to go, geared up. Yeah, I mean, both these guys, Ben and uh, and Woodley, both know our entire offense. So it's going to be good to go against somebody who has no idea what's coming. You usually, I'm, you know, we're calling a play, and I look at Ben and Woodley, and they know exactly what's happening. <laughs> so it's going to be good to go against someone who, you know, doesn't know what's coming, and we can – and kind of do some different things. Yeah, and it's honestly, it's also the most satisfying part of the game. You know, you work on something all week, you see something on film, you rep it in practice, and then that feeling of satisfaction and gratification that comes on Saturday when you see it and you're able to execute, you know, there's no better feeling than that. So it's finally able to get that. Like Ty said, you know, it's one thing going against these guys for 15 days straight. It gets to the point where it's like, you know, we could, we could call out their offense at the back of our hands. So it's going to be fun to finally get that new, you know, that new stuff that we're going to be able to really dive into deeply, you know, and really get into start studying. You talked about Justin earlier that you know Maris, you're on square footing. Like this is for the first time that you know definitely I can remember that you're playing an opponent that hasn't played another game. Is that like a relief for you, or would you rather have a couple things on tape for you guys to scout? Uh, from a defense perspective, yeah. I gotta be honest, I'd rather have <laughs> tape to tape. scout. You know, I mean, a lot of people would talk about the physical aspects, <laughs> but. I think that there's a certain extent of just, you know, you've done the work in the summer, you've done the work in camp to get your body physically ready, but uh, there's so much that goes into that mental side of the game that I think I would rather sacrifice maybe, you know, having a game or two behind them just to be able to get some tape, you know, even if it's not that much. But uh, that's just my personal opinion on being on the defense side of the ball. No, I definitely agree, too. I would like to have a little bit of a sense of going out there, who I'm going against and things like that, but... It might be a little bit of a couple plays. Who am I going against here? What's going on? But I don't think it'll be any big issue or anything like that. Yeah, it's kind of a fun challenge. I mean, you kind of just got to trust what you do. You know, I mean, you, you can scout and do whatever you can with the film that we have from past years, but you kind of just got to trust what you're doing, what we've kind of installed, and just kind of attack it and adapt as the game goes. So it'll be fun. What do you think are going to be keys for you guys to be successful on Saturday? I think it's in the details. I mean, I think for the most part, considering we don't have a lot of film on him, if we do the little things right in this game, I think we have put ourselves in a great opportunity to come out with, with a win and take it one week at a time. But I think if everyone does their, their part come Saturday, I think we'll be ready to execute um, our game plan. Going into the week against the wet Red Wolves? Like Foxes. 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 Yeah. And then are they, they going to name DC's team that? Are they gonna, <laughs> the Warriors? No, they need to be the Red Hogs. But yeah. I think also just building off that on the defense side of the ball, you know, the three things we always talk about, the kind of carryover in every game are third downs, red zone, and, and turnovers, you know, TRT. So I think if we can win the battles on those aspects, uh, like our defense coordinator uh, always talks about, I think we'll put ourselves in a good position to win the game. Yeah, offensively, I, th I mean, it's just not shooting ourselves in the foot. It's playing a clean game without penalties, taking care of the ball, no turnovers. I mean, if we can control those two things, it's going to go good. So I think focusing on those two and then executing the offense, it'll take care of itself. Yeah, I think just executing like we know we can. We have a good offense. We have three running backs, like Ben said, that all can gash them, and they run that 3-3. So hopefully we can get the run game going. 
And I will say something that hasn't been talked about at all, even though we've mentioned offense and defense, is that we have a lot of good returners and special teams, and that's going to be a good portion of the mm-hmm. game. With no doubt. Falcon, Schmidt, and, and you know Mikey Beckett returning, so it's going to be also a crucial part in the game to win the field position battle. And Parker Lefton. Don't yep, forget. can't forget our long snapper, Lefty. Lefton. The second best ping-pong player on the team behind me <laughs> after a ping-pong championship. I don't um, know, you almost Camp. lost in the semifinal, though. No, come on, Casey's not. Come on. <laughs> Who's so? Who are the top ping pong players? Because this has been a, oh another topic on the podcast. Oh I mean, outside of Ben, and that depends the on person who you I. Ask. <laughs> that depends on who you ask. <laughs> we have an annual camp ping pong championship, which we switched up this year into rankings, which I ended up coming on top. I think there were eighteen participants or something like 16 that. Sixteen participants, and you had to play into the sixteen. But I don't know if this person will listen to the podcast, but the worst ping pong player to ever come through Columbia history is by far Matt Dame. <laughs> he is. Knew it was coming. Uh, Knew it was coming. Dude. Is by far Matt Dame. He's but like Parker Lefton is top three ping pong player on the team, but I, I edged him out this year. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's Best Hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. I know it's been a unique year, but besides ping pong, has there been any other team bonding activities you guys were able to do uh, to kind of build some more chemistry off the field? One of y'all want to talk about Durazio's? I mean, oh, oh yeah. yeah, we've uh, we have a couple uh, things we've been doing, but one of the main things we've been doing this whole off season uh, through Zoom, and then we continued it into camp, is we've just been meeting in uh, smaller groups, groups of probably fifteen or twenty guys, and we've just been kind of explaining our life story. Um, outside of football so how football plays into your life but also some of the struggles you face where you're from and just kind of who makes you who you are and why you do what you do um and i think everyone would agree that that has made us a lot closer as a team seeing each other more than just who we are in the football field and getting to know guys better than you would yeah it's crazy like you, you really don't know what somebody's been through in their background and to hear guys open up and be vulnerable um it's special and it, it builds a relationship, a bond that, that's tighter, you know, than we've ever had before. So I think just, you know, understanding people, not just football and all this stuff, but for who they really are, what they've been through, it, it brings us closer in a lot of ways. I think also, too, not going straight into camp. I mean, we had so many guys up here this summer that, you know, we could work out during the week and then still have the weekend together. I mean, we were doing things that included 40, 50 of us sometimes. Mm-hmm on Fridays or Saturdays or whatnot, and then coming up here Sundays for 7-on-7, seven seven, just building trust in the team. So even stuff outside of football that, you know, makes people more friends rather than teammates too. Mm-hmm. So for the four of you, you know, Columbia football has a pretty long history. I guess well, let's just talk about what it means to be named a captain. I mean, it was through a team vote and everything. And uh, talk about those, you know, emotions when you found out that you were going to be uh, a part of this leadership group. It feels pretty good, you know, to have uh... – I think the biggest thing for me, at least, is the fact that your teammates viewed you as such a highlight. You know, they viewed you as, as someone who uh, who shows those characteristics, show those traits that they want out of a leader, and that uh, you're one of the individuals that they view or that they view as someone who couldn't lead this team. You know, I think we've been through a lot as a team over the past year and a half. 
uh, you know, whether it just being not being able to be around, finally coming up over the summer, you know, and then dealing with camp, uh, to have all that come together and have this team view us for as the guys that they want us leading, you know, it feels pretty special. You know, I don't think it really changes much about how we're going to act day to day. Uh, but I just think that having that honor of having knowing that's the way your teammates view you is pretty special. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an honor. And I think the best thing about this team as a whole is not only we're closer, but there's more than the four of us that are on this podcast. And it's not not a me thing for any of us for it's it's a we thing, three units, one team, one family. So just to be able to be recognized is great. But I think the best teams truly have multiple leaders. And I think this team has that. So we're looking forward to this year. Yep, it's definitely a huge honor, but it's not just us. Uh, there's so many leaders on this team that are going to play a huge role in what we are. It's obviously obviously an honor. I mean, these guys are all people I admire, so to be up here with them is awesome. Yeah, it, going off what all these guys said, I don't want to repeat, but huge honor, and I think it's important, like, the work starts now. Like, we got named captain, but now, like, the real work starts, and, you know, how we lead this team and what we do starts now, so... The real work for us is just beginning, and you know we're just going to do whatever we can to, to lead the team and put every put guys in the best position, and um, you know learn from past mistakes, learn from past teams. I think we all have a good perspective of you know different team cultures and what's worked, what hasn't, and so I think just taking all that together and you know helping these guys move along and you know building a team together, building a bond. So Ben, you're nominated for the Campbell Award. Obviously named after one of Columbia's greats, Bill Campbell. Same kind of question. What does what does that mean? I know it's a generic question, but right. I mean, uh, getting it done on the field and in the classroom, it's not easy to do, especially an Ivy League institution. So, uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, we got they asked about it when we were on the Ivy League media day, and one thing I like to always emphasize is our facility is named after um, Bill Campbell. I mean, it, what he's done, not just on the field as a coach, but off the field, I think a lot of people can learn from and someone that you know has done a lot for this university and this football program and you know being able to be recognized as the columbia you know recipient for the award is uh something that you know i'm truly blessed to be um but um just just grateful in in general but i mean i think bill campbell just you know he's a great coach great off the field and someone that a lot of people can take something from whether that's football related or you know anything business specific so it's getting a little bit strange because, you know, he was such a presence with the program for such a long time. Did you guys, were you guys here when, before he passed away or this class? No, yeah. he, he had, yeah, he had passed away before we got here. Yeah. 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 I mean, just a <coughs> person that did not just for football, but did so much for the entire athletics program here. So uh, he's dearly missed, but his name lives on and, you know, he's still wearing the 67s on, on the Jersey and yeah. Um, yeah, we thank him for all his contributions. And we used to get stories from Jim Gossett, who is now, you know, retired. <laughs> Shout out, Jim. But he was there as the trainer when Bill Campbell was the coach, which was actually crazy. He used to tell me some stories about it. So um, also an interesting part of it. So not not as much of a connection. Personally, we have to <coughs> Mr. Campbell, but we walk in every day and see the facility. So, so I, let's transition real quick now because we talked about you know you talked about Jim Gossett he he's retired and kind of you have you have jumped back so what's Jump. the, what's been the biggest difference with that transition and uh, what's it been like you know what was it like working with Jim and now with Jump now who's been with the program for a long time himself well uh, Jump does the tape sign up sheet which I would say is a big difference <laughs> Jim was kind of a madhouse in there and then <coughs> Jump has a sign up sheet to get your ankles taped before practice which is a big difference for us. <laughs> 
I think the football team loved jump already before, so it was a natural transition, mm-hmm. but also difficult because he got into this is like the first time we had to do COVID guidelines and whatnot, yeah. and he's handled it great. Um, obviously, we missed Jim, um, but uh, Jump's been great. We've been—I mean, he's been here since we've been here, so there was really no surprise. We know he was going to be great. So, all right, so you guys get to join in on the fun. College football has been going for a couple of weeks. Week one in the NFL. So, um, what's it been like watching the first couple of weeks, and now you know you get to be a part of it. Football is the best, man. It's always fun whenever football season comes around. You know, I live for those tweets when people are like, we have football every week until the Super Bowl. You know, it's always fun to see those because it's so true. You know, it takes up so much of our life. But uh, I think especially after taking a year off where, you know, we didn't really get to play. So I got to be the fan for the first time in my life where I really wasn't distracted. So, you know, finally getting to be a part of that. But finally coming back and be able to play, you know, is pretty special. It hasn't really hit that it's game week yet, being so distracted. But... You know, just being able to watch games again, seeing fans back in the stands for the first time, I think is awesome. Um, but, you know, there's nothing like football. You know, those couple weeks in the fall when everyone gets together on Saturdays and Sundays and you're watching football for 10 hours straight, you know, there's nothing that really beats that. So to finally be able to get to be a part of it again, you know, get to join in on that experience, come back, feel absolutely horrible on Saturday nights, but, you know, come back and watching football will be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sundays have a whole new meaning now because uh, we got a little <laughs> inner squad fantasy going. Each position group um, – has their own fantasy team we did a draft during camp um so yeah it gets a little heated on sundays i think yesterday we learned that the linebackers beat the o-line <laughs> by 0. 0.08 of a point <laughs> and, and the safeties are beating the quarterbacks now and yeah, we'll we're, we're likely beat y'all Big after game night. monday night's game with lamar jackson Big no, game tonight. we can elaborate on this this started with team impact so gabe's yeah. our gabe's our sponsor and he's with he has his own team with the specialists, and we split up by position group to make it fun. So he's more involved with the team. So it's been great. Um, but yeah. And the uh, you know you can't just like not check out. You can't check out with this because loser the person who is in last place has to run the conditioning test again. <laughs> so a lot of uh, at stake. A lot of lot yeah. at stake. Glad right. you glad you clarified that because no money's on the line. No, 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 Aisley no, Carter, never. if you're listening in compliance, this is uh, just the you know, losers. The, only the losers get the the, the non reward. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Exactly. Um, let's touch on Gabe for a little bit. Talk about you know his story and how he got involved with the team. Um, I'm sure we'll we might even talk to him at some point later in the season if we want to do that. But um, you know that's something really cool. A few teams uh, here at Columbia are involved with Team Impact, so talk about how you got involved and what Gabe's been like and meant to the team. Um, Gabe's been a part of the team for three years now. This is his third year. Um, the specialists have really taken the lead with it. Drew Schmidt has played an awesome role in designating it, but Gabe's um, been around the team for three years, and I think he's just kind of an inspiration for all of us being around the team. We're just see- seeing all the things that he's been through and that he's fought through. It really just reminds us that we're really living the dream like we have days that we think are bad but really when you look at someone like him who's a true fighter and had to fight for everything he's been through um i think it really means a lot for us and hopefully he appreciates us and loves being around the team yeah and he's like a little brother to us now you know no doubt go up to him and have a convo and just you know shoot it with him he's he's the best and you know like Stu said just puts everything into perspective and just to see his smile see his face around the facility, around the field, it, it puts it all into perspective and uh, gives you a different type of motivation. Yeah, I mean, it was nice. He came up one day at camp. He was here when – or he wasn't here when we did the draft, but he came up a week before and we planned it all out. So yeah. it's great to have me. I mean, he has a locker in the locker room. He's number one. And, 
just I mean we am, we have the symbol called Charlie Mike continue mission and he embodies what that is so it's mm -hmm. just great to have him part of the team yeah, you know, and it's also interesting to see someone like that, you know, who gives so much back to the team. You know, you always think that, like, we're the ones giving so much to him. But, you know, whenever he comes around, you just see the smiles on all the guys' faces. So it's so it's crazy to see that even though, you know, he's fighting what he's fighting, he's still able to come and put that joy on all our faces as well. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. So we'll do one more question before we wrap it up on episode one, first of probably 11. We'll do a wrap-up show, I think. Um, have you guys envisioned, you know, what the walk is going to be like from the locker room to the, to the stadium for the first time on Saturday? And we'll follow up next week and see if it matches, you know, match, reality matches your, your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's, was that a bad question? No, was that just no, a dumb question? A good one. <laughs> a lot really, of emotion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? How many days? However many days it's been. I mean, that's the only thing that's been on our minds. I think brings up a good point. I think it's just going to be a lot of emotion. Like guys are just going to be absolutely fired up, and I think it's going to be important to control that. You know, you can get caught up in everything that's going on and let your emotions kind of take over. But you know, it's another game. Game one, just focus on what we got to do. But that walk is going to be special. Um, I think a lot of guys are – a lot of action. Yeah, this is the action. culmination of a year and a half of having a season canceled, not being able to be around everybody. And this is just, I think, the day everyone's been waiting for and envisioning. So everyone's very excited. I'm sure it will be a lot of emotions going into game day. But we're all ready to go for sure. You know, I think throughout that year home, there's definitely a lot of thoughts about this. It's been a little weird. Past two, three weeks, I actually haven't really thought about it once. You know, I think just being so uh, maybe distracted by camp, you know, it's probably not the right word, but just being so locked and so focused on the task at hand, trying to live so present in the moment, uh, just hasn't been something I've thought about recently. But, you know, it's one of those where I know that when the time comes, it's going to be a lot of emotions. It's going to be pretty fun. So li really looking forward to it. Yeah, when you get so engaged in game week, you don't think about the tunnel as much until it's actually upon you, and it's going to be crazy. I mean, me and Woodley, when we came in, it's like you think about you going in and even Stu and Ty as a senior, your your last go-round, right, and being able to play with, with guys like Woodley that and, and these two that, I mean, you're just stoked to get out there and compete. I think that's the biggest thing for me that I missed over COVID was just competing against another opponent. Um, and being able to do that this Saturday is pretty thrilling. So with that, that is a wrap on episode one. Thanks, guys. Thank it's a lot you. of fun. Yeah, thank we'll you, be back Jared. next week. Uh, you've been listening to Captain's Corner, presented by Jack One Physical Therapy. Uh, you can catch the Lions this Saturday against Maris at Robert K. Craft Field at Wien Stadium at 1 p.m. Tickets are on sale now. Go to GoColumbiaLions.com slash tickets. Or you can watch the game on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, subscriptions start as low as $9.99, and you can get the Hulu and Disney Plus package uh, for $12.99. ESPNplus.com for more information.
We'll be back next week with uh, we'll recap the Barris game, look ahead to Georgetown, and catch up with these four guys once again. I'm Mike Kowalski. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, can I give a shout-out to my sister, too, who plays volleyball at Marist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll close it on that. Yeah. <laughs>